Yeah. Hold no. <laughs> <laughs> on. Okay. All right. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Magnum She Wrote. I'm Erin, and who are you, honey? I'm still Cameron. Nice. So, how do you want to jump into this? Actually, there is something I really wanted to we... say real quick. Oh, God. I may have sounded disappointed recording part one of this, and to be honest, I was. I was, too. <laughs> I thought it was so much better, but the second part really picked up, and so I think... I think we're yeah, gonna yeah. Right I was along. I was gonna bring that up kind of at yeah. the end. Uh, I think part two was much better. I was watching part two. I was like, oh, I completely missed that, <laughs> or I was yeah. confused or whatever. Like, it, I don't know, and it probably would have behooved me to look mm-hmm. it up on um, IMDb or something, find out who the director was. Okay. If it was the same director for both, it's parts. probably the same director. I would guess it would be, but the second part was way tighter. It, it was, was funnier. Yes. The editing was better. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only one voiceover. There's two. One at the end. Oh, right. I forgot about but, that one. Well, I was just so disturbed by the stews. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> get, we'll get to the stews. Okay. But okay. yeah, but but when that voiceover does come about midway through, it like It was jarring. I was like, oh, right. There's voiceovers That's literally in the word I used. It's jarring. <laughs> because it was 20 minutes in. I was like, oh, right. He does that. Yes. He projects his thoughts into mm-hmm. us. And I, it was I, weird because this time he actually answered me. He goes, I don't know. Will I be caught by healing? I was like, probably. And he goes, yeah, I doubt it too. And I was like, oh, he's answering me. Oh. oh, he's answering my thoughts. My thoughts and his thoughts. We're talking. Oh my gosh, you really are Magnum P.I. I know, and I can travel through time. I am so much happier being Jessica Fletcher, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I got a sweet stash. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> you are getting a nice one. It's filling in nicely. It's filling in nicely. It's it's looking good. But uh, a couple of, a couple of like uh, housekeeping things I wanted to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Last week we said mm-hmm. that Robert Loja was never a good guy, and I found two instances where he was because <laughs> I was trying to remember last time and I couldn't remember. In Big, okay, with Tom Hanks, he's right. like the toy owner oh, right. guy, and yeah. they do the okay. the piano thing. So yeah. that's good. I mean, okay. he's not evil, not outright evil. Right, right. Maybe not you a, know pushing the kids he's off. Not a bad guy. <laughs> he's not a bad guy. <laughs> Maybe not letting the kids play on the piano in the toy store is kind of a crappy thing to do yeah. as an adult, but. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he gave them a chance right, afterwards. Right, okay. And also, uh, Independence Day. He's the, uh, he's like one of the military brass guys. I forgot he was even in that movie. I know, right? And I think that's the one where I was really thinking more than big. Where he's I'm like, just always thinking Bill Pullman when I think of that movie. Right, and like the, the skeezy guy. Oh my God, poor actor guy. I don't know his name. <laughs> I wasn't looking up I, Independence Day actors, but like the one guy who's like, everyone's going to die. And he's like... The president of the United States. Like, oh, Robert right. Loja is a really good man in that one. Oh, okay. So, okay. You know, there you go. Two two instances. Two uh, out of 400. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, is since we've last recorded, <laughs> a man was taken off of an airplane mm-hmm. for selling 246 packets of cocaine. 246? Uh, There's no way. 246 uh, well, like, condom not, packets? Not like full condoms. 240? That man deserved to die. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. This is following another report of another two gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't coke, it was uh, meth that they were smuggling uh, in their intestines. So apparently Lord. the whole smuggling... Condom bags? It really hasn't <laughs> evolved a lot in the last <laughs> 39 years. No. Like, we've not gone past swallow a condom? <laughs> <laughs> 246 packets, huh? How big were these packets? I think they're like sugar packets. They're like wet white packets. Oh, 
gross. 246? Did they notice his distended stomach at all? I mean, I'm sure they were just like... It had to look like a giant parasite in there. I guess. According to the article I read, it just helps you get past security and stuff. Because so no one really... Because no one's like, ooh, I don't want to look at that. They just look at your naked body. They don't look inside your naked body, I guess. You're like, I'm not going near that one. Yeah. Oof. Oh, and this one's for you. Okay. I found something specifically for you. I feel so special. All right. This is in regards to Ensign Healy. Okay. <laughs> And our boy Ski. Ski. They were a part of the ensemble cast of Jag, which I've <gasps> what I've never seen what? it. But I once I saw Jag, I was oh, like, I was man. like, oh well, you know, you would want to know that yes, because that was yes, the I would want show to know that. you. Yeah, yeah. They were actually. Wow, that's why that guy looks so familiar to me, but I couldn't place him. Because who thinks of Jag? Because who thinks of Jag? Except for you. Other than me in 1995. <laughs> but it's just surface thoughts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's filed back there somewhere. So anyway. you go into Dreamcatcher mode where I'm locked in my own head trying to find the files. <laughs> you know, isn't that in Dreamcatcher? What? Yeah, oh, talk- the Stephen King Dreamcatcher oh, movie. Oh, Dreamcatcher. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. and he's like locked in his own head when the alien takes over or something. Yes, yes, and Mr. He's looking, Gray. Yes, and he's looking through all the files. Yeah. That's me. That's you with That's Jack. That's me with Jack all the time. All the time. <laughs> I'm always like, let me file this episode away. Because <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that explains your uh, obsession with ski. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that man. I know that man. I know that man from somewhere. <laughs> it's Jack. It's Jack. Okay, so let's let's get into um, don't eat the snow part two. Yeah, dose. That's dose. two in Spanish. We're going to uh, categorize this as educational. And get that audience going. Multilingual <laughs> podcast, Magnum, she wrote. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're learning a little something every day. Yeah. Gotta say, right off the rip, mm-hmm. enjoyed the show way better. Oh, like 3,000% more. Even the flaws, the things we made mm-hmm. fun of in the last episode, mm-hmm. worked better for me this time. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's still, like, problematic elements to the show, mm-hmm. which you're going to find in anything that's 39 years old. Of course. Or, you know, or whatever. But it worked better. I, I was more into it, I think, mm-hmm. this time. This theme song still is a banger. It's top. Like, when it kicked in the bam ba da bam and, like, TC's helicopter kind of swoops down, yeah. it's like... And it's that nice, I, yeah, vibrant striped colors. Yeah. It's beautiful. And the orange looks so good against the blue water. Yeah. yeah contrasting I, colors. Contrasting colors. That's yeah. where it came from. Mm-hmm. That's where all the movie posters came from. That's where all of it came from. Some, the red car and the blue ocean, it, they're all contrasting colors. Contrasting colors. I know this. I'm a graphic artist. Yeah, you're yeah. really good tips. All my secrets. <laughs> Educational. Um, <laughs> but I do have to say, uh, thank God for recaps. Yes, because I had completely forgotten. Uh, what it's happened. been a. I'm gonna be honest. It's been a while since we watched the week first week and episode. a half. I think a week and a half. You'd um, think we'd be able to retain it, but I guess that's why they had recaps because back in the day you couldn't just binge watch. You can't binge watch. You it. know, you can't just watch. And it you'd whenever. probably forget everything that happened in one episode. I mean, yeah. If for me, Magnum PI still seems a bit more disjointed. Disjointed and dense. Yes. In terms of like its plot, mm-hmm. uh, than Murder She Wrote. Right. Where. Murder, she wrote, almost feels, like, natural. Like, everything yeah. feels very natural. So, like, it's easier for me to keep well, track of the plot points. investigative. Whereas Magnum is gut instinct. Gut so instinct. the entire show feels just like a gut instinct part on the director. Maybe we can say that's clever. Let's just let's just say it's clever. We'll, we'll say it's clever right yeah. now. But, yeah, he uh, they just do a lot of, um, like, exposition dumps on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, I guess, being almost 40 years removed... Maybe those things would have been easier to retain. When you're closer to, like, Vietnam and, right. and uh, World War II, those, like, 
kind of things would have been like, oh, I understand that. Oh, yeah, I get that. Whatever. Yeah. Like, from my from my perspective, this far away from it, mm-hmm. when you talk about certain things, I don't know. They don't, yeah. They're not as easily uh, accessible in my brain. Although I did access the Hawaii Five O reference. I was super stoked I picked up on that because I love Hawaii Five O. I got another little present for you. <gasps> what? Magnum P.I. Not was... the new Hawaii Five-0. Let me clarify that. Oh, well, and there's a new Magnum P.I. We should clarify, oh, too. Oh, we should clarify. Ooh, gross. By the way, mm. we're doing the 1980s version We're doing the goods Magnum. ones, okay? The good goods ones. The goods ones. The goods ones. You want to keep that yeah. one? Yeah, we're keeping that. The <laughs> okay. goods ones. Well, you know, to be fair, we haven't watched the new ones, so I don't, I'm not uh, going to... No, I saw the first 10 minutes of the new Hawaii Five-0 and was like, I'm not doing this. Oh, okay. Well, we haven't seen the then new again, Magnum. Yeah, I'm not going to diss a new show that I haven't watched. Well, true, but Hawaii Five O is special. You can't remake that. Let's just stop rebooting things. Just stop. You know, th- let's rename yeah. this podcast to Stop Rebooting Things. <laughs> and we'll go through everything why it doesn't need to be rebooted. <laughs> Flashdance. <laughs> Flash I mean, dance. why? Footloose. So many. Uh, so many. So many. <laughs> okay, so just want to list them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> Lion King. <laughs> just, just stop, man. Okay, okay. But anyway, so the the, the episode starts off. Mm-hmm. Oddly, it didn't really feel like it started off where it left off. They, no, it just kind of started you in a scene with a Alice disco. being like, "Oh, there's Snow White." There's Snow, and we find out Snow White is a woman. Is a woman, and we I think also, it would have been better if he was a really big, hefty Hawaiian dude. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I wasn't, think it would have been better. But I did like the fact she was, you know, a, a little. Filipino woman. You would you wouldn't have like suspected her. She not was at not, all. She no. was very innocuous. And here Alice is proves that she's terrible with people's ages. Terrible. Or at least, or at least Magnum <laughs> really enjoys mansplaining if correct he's like, ages. Correction. Well, actually, <laughs> she's like, oh, she couldn't be more than twenty. Nineteen, actually. Where does Magnum get his water from? From a well, actually. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, she's been married since she was 13. 11, actually. 11. But anyway, we find out Snow White was, um, she's a real go-getter. Yeah, and she probably killed the the man who married her. New Trang is I'm not really going to call him her husband. She was 11. She was 11, yeah. I'm going to call him her torturer. We find out Snow White, when she was a little girl, was married to this, like, military drug runner. drug runner yeah and he had the triangle trade in yeah. like cambodia mm-hmm. thailand uh vietnam or something like right. that uh, golden triangle is the golden triangle it. that's yeah. what it was he was the biggest drug dealer from hawaii to hong kong mm-hmm. and it's suspected two years ago so when she would have been 17, 17. years old she murdered her husband mm-hmm. and took over the drug trade right uh, or no, and I should specify the cocaine trade. Cocaine That's specifically. Her, specifically, she doesn't. She touch, didn't get into anything else. Um, we'll get into kind of that more, mm-hmm. but um, so she just assumed control over this thing. Mm-hmm. What's weird to me is they called the episode like the pilot episodes "Don't Eat the Snow," right? And cocaine really has very little. We find out cocaine it has, has nothing to do with this. Like nothing to do. It with It was anything. just to be like, "Hey, check it out! We created this really cool drug dealer called Snow White. Get Snow White. it? And, Get it? It's cool. And we got to put this in there because that's cool. And but Dan, it had nothing to do with and it. And Dan ate the snow. Yeah. But what we find out is uh, Snow White has a business partner or a colleague. Yeah, um, I called him a lackey. A, they, yeah, they felt a little bit more equal than that. Yeah, I'm still going to call him the lackey because she allows him to touch her back. Well, we find out. And it's definitely an allowance. 
is he's running gold. He doesn't even like calling it smuggle. He says he doesn't smuggle. I deal. He deals in gold. Mm -hmm. And they find out that this person was trying to offload, I think it was $3 million worth of gold. Something like that. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. It was like $3 million worth of gold, and they were trying to sell it for half the price. Yeah. And And that's how they knew it was illegal. Yeah, and Alice is like, well, why would you do that? And they're like, because it's not yours. You stole it. That's the only reason why you would sell it for that cheap. Get rid of it. We find out that there's this person named Laboul. Laboul. Laboul is a competitor of Snow White. Mm-hmm. But he deals in more things. Well, he, not really. She doesn't really care. No, she doesn't care. Yeah, but she does want him gone because once he goes, then she might take over or other some of it. But we find that sources. He, yeah, he deals in no. heroin, which yes. he doesn't touch. No. Uh, gold, diamonds, mm-hmm. a lot of other smuggling things. Contraband. And she's fine with him as long as he doesn't get into cocaine. Yeah. But if he's gone, then, more then for maybe her. she can get into yeah. some of those other things. There's kind of a weird mutual yeah. respect. So that's up. why she's going to help them find him. Yeah. So she's like, you scratch my back. Mm-hmm. I'll scratch your back. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do this. And Magnum says, I'm going to get rid of him for you. Yeah. But he's going to be off this And island. he made a promise. He made a promise. We get our first real TC scene now. Yeah. TC is flying Magnum to this island where they... I forget what it was called. It was like Kahulamea or, or something like that. It, I it can was... never quite... Get it. I'm sorry. I'm, I should have written it down. But even if I did, mm-hmm. it was a very Hawaiian name. I'm not sure I would I'm not have done well versed in Hawaiian. But it was this like stone craggy even island. Even though this is a multilingual. Lingual. <laughs> Lingual. Lingual. It's a multilingual <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but uh, we know LeBol likes to hang out in a specific area. And this mm-hmm. is the first instance where Magnet, well, TC's like, well, how are you going to know who it is? And Magnum says, I'll know it when I see it. it. And this happens three separate times (laughs) in the episode where he just says, I'll I'll know know it when I see it. Now, to be fair, Jessica Fletcher has said that before, but maybe three times the entire three seasons that we've watched. Yeah, Jessica Fletcher has earned a little bit of our trust at this point. Right. So, but he hasn't. So I, it feels kind of lazy to me. Right. It feels like. Well, that's why he's a PI. That's why he's not a military cop. That's why he's not an actual police officer or or a detective. He's not Jag. I think they were lawyers. I think Probably. Jag were lawyers. Probably. Um, I want to say there's a lot of courtrooms happening in Jag. I think, because that's right. why there was a woman. So anyway. So so because you can't have military police and it be a woman at that time. At that time, no. No. So yeah, I think there's more lawyers. So TC is flying Magnum. He says, "I'll find. I'll know it when." But yeah, I see that's it. why he's a PI because everything's gut instinct. He doesn't yeah. go with evidence mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just all gut instinct and hunches. It's all hunches. Mm-hmm. From like a audience perspective, I'd like to see the process of investigation rather than just like, just trust me, I got this. Right. You know, like, eh. Well. But anyway, TC, he sees some women <laughs> naked sunbathing. We have- I was too busy writing down the cool oasis quote. Oh, well, you should check <laughs> with the cool oasis quote. Well, we kind of bypassed it, and I was like, well, it's not really all that fun. You have to be there. It's one of those you have to be yeah, like, Watch the episode. <laughs> stay for the oasis quote. Yeah. Just just have Magnum say, write that in the John. Right. And, and then, I don't know, I giggled at it. It's hilarious. It was a good joke. It was a good one. It was a good one. joke. It was a good one. T- all right, flash forward. So, TC mm-hmm. is... Having a great time. He's great. He is smiling ear so to big. Ear. He's, ear to ear. Ear to ear. He's got that cute little gap in his teeth. He's a breath of fresh air. He really is. But 
He's still in Magnum P.I., so yeah, he sees so, some women topless so sunbathing. So he's a 10-year-old boy, apparently. <laughs> it's like these guys have never seen a naked woman in their lives, let alone a woman in a bikini. All right. Yeah, like he nearly crashes. I mean, the guys, helicopter. seriously, your virginity is showing. <laughs> Keep that in check. And he calls them bazooms. Bazooms. I wrote it down. I go bazooms with a weird question mark yeah, it's exclamation like a little, point. An interro bang there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like bazooms. <laughs> bazooms. Like <laughs> who calls boobs bazooms? I don't think I don't think our audience needs to know this, but if you ever meet a person who refers to breasts. <laughs> As bazooms. Run away as fast as you can. You know, get a weapon, run away. This is not a healthy individual. They're okay. bazooms, honey. Oh, and the bazooms. Other, the other part I liked about that scene is the smooth jazz. There was like this like... There was some <laughs> weird jazz playing. It did not fit the scene at all. At all. It just was weird. It and was I weird. Can't, I can't, don't really have anything else to add to that. Mm-hmm. Just that it was very <laughs> odd. It was weird. The, the sight of naked breasts. Oh, okay. Now, we've already skipped something else that I wanted to talk about because bazooms. But anyway. He's... I think you're about to say what I was about to say, but yeah. The, what are you, what are well, you the say? sight of the sight of the naked breasts. Oh takes no, us to I wasn't. I wasn't oh. going. No, this happens even before. Oh then. really? You missed something else? Yes, you missed something else. Oh okay. Tell Apparently, me. I caught and you didn't. Tell me, weirdo. But anyway, <laughs> I was uh, focused on the bazooms. <laughs> the bazooms. Oh my gosh. Bazooms. Anyway, Magnum pulls out his camera, and TC goes, "Where'd you steal that one?" It's like all of his friends, including Ski, some random dude, is like, "Where'd you steal that car?" Yeah. Where'd you steal that camera? Does he just steal everything and mooch off people? It seems because I guess, that's the vibe I've been getting. I guess that's what he does. He's a big moocher. He's a big moocher, mm-hmm. but no, yeah, nobody like has any confidence that he has any money of no, his own. No, none whatsoever. That he is like totally uh, just a big lech. Yeah, just siphons off you. <laughs> He's a friend lamprey. He's a money moocher. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a bank lamprey. Worst kind of moocher. But anyway. Back to the breasts. Back to boobies. Let me take a... I'm going to call them boobies. The side of the breasts. I've breastfed two boys, but they're boobies. <laughs> Since TC into his own flashback. Mm-hmm. And we don't get the wind chimes this time, but maybe it's because it's TC's flashback. Are you sure it's TC's? Because Magnum was in it. It was unclear. It was everybody's flashback. I'm sure Rick, <laughs> a.k.a. Orville, in his like bar was having the same flashback <laughs> at the exact same time. It was like and Robert Loja on... was like, oh, I'm having this flashback. They're <laughs> all having the same one. It would be on the X-Files, like four different individuals <laughs> just froze. Got the same flashback at the same it time. Been, it would have been great if like Magnum, P.I., and T.C. had like locked eyes. <laughs> and been like, oh, God. And the <laughs> helicopter hits the cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> but they have this flashback. Basically taking us back to that moment where the in the last episode where the platoon was trying to get free of Charlie. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Charlie. One of a Pepe. I think. I, I don't remember the. the someone got dude. shot. Someone got shot. Yeah. Uh, Logia was holding this guy. I want to mm-hmm. say it was his name was Pepe. I, I didn't catch his name. He uh, he gets shot. Dan's shot. Mm-hmm. Magnum's shot. Everybody's shot. Well, everybody's shot, except for Loja at this point. Yeah. Loja He's is, holding down the fort. He's like, you just take His Dan. beret is burgundy, so clearly he's top. Right, and yeah. I think he's French resistance is what yes. I... Yes, yes, because his name is Philippe. Philippe, even though it's Robert Loja and he has no <laughs> French accent at all. It would have been better if they had got that. Jean Renault? Yes! Yeah, oh, well, I don't man. know. Jean Renault may have been too young at the time, but... You think? I, I feel like he's always been in he's his time. 40s. Jean Renault is timeless. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Robert Loja looks weird in a 70s casual suit. 
<laughs> weird. Is redhead. I Apparently, never knew. I never knew. He slicked it back in some kind of weird, yeah, um, Larry Flint esque way. It was weird. It was not as uncomfortable. But we're in. That's later. Yeah. We're in Vietnam. Oh, we really spoiled that. <laughs> Whatever. La Boule dies. Oh, oh, look at that. There's a spoiler. <laughs> Loja holds down the fort tells Magnum take Dan get out of here Magnum has his quintessential or his uh, Mm -hmm. quintessential I don't think that's the right word I don't know his bullet wound in his shoulder Mm -hmm. saves Dan they get to TC's helicopter and that's why they get so many medals you know they get so many medals and they actually leave a man behind I you know to be honest that scene I thought was pretty brutal it was pretty brutal because I was like all of these movies it's you never leave anyone behind. Never. Ever. It doesn't matter if you have to crash your helicopter and kill everybody or in it. Or even that, even if the, the, the person is mortally wounded, yeah. you still go back you for them. You still get them. Forrest did Because it. you don't want heads on pikes. Forrest got way back for Bubba. Yeah, exactly. You just go back. You do it. You just do it. And so that was really brutal so, leaving him there. So Magnum gets on the or gets off the helicopter. Mm-hmm. He's going back for Loja, and Loja radios into him. He's like, no. I'm done. I got shot. Right. I'm a sitting duck. Just go. And Magnum, Tom, Mr. Selleck, <laughs> gets two very nice no's in that scene where he gets, no! Yeah, yeah. Very Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was nice. No. No. But <laughs> I don't know if two was necessary. I think one would have been okay. But like. Well, no, we had to see that he was struggling to go back for him. Yeah, it was. I Rick think it was, was Rick holding, holding Rick, him. Rick was yeah. holding him back, and uh, he wanted Orville. To, Orville. <laughs> so yeah, so they, they, so they go, they go back into the present time. They, they go. Whoa! Oh, oh we're and back. remember, clue time. His name is Philippe, and the guy they're looking for is La Boule, which is also a French. Just saying. We. Oui. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> la la. Oh. We are really smoking it with the languages today. <laughs> so, TC and Magnum break heavy eye contact, <laughs> reappear back in the present. Apparently, they present. haven't crashed. <laughs> they, they've managed not to crash into the one island in the, out there. They see a boat. It's the only one there. It's the only one there. It's the only one and there. And it looks like a military boat, but Magnum doesn't believe it. So, he's like, just kind of buzz them. Yeah. And TC's like, if that's a military boat, they're going to shoot us. Yeah. And they're like, they're not shooting us. And he gets these pictures of these guys with like AKs and yeah. other sort of assault rifles. Well, even before that, they, they buzz them and then he's like, go back again. And like yeah. I said, there's yeah, no yeah. there's no uh, military markings. It's just made to look like a military ship. And he's like, they're going to shoot at us. They're going to shoot at us. No, they're not. And then it's a hard cut to the, to uh, guys the, shooting black, at them. To the black room of them developing pictures yeah. and Allison being like, they're shooting at you. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, no, they no, weren't. No, they didn't. No, but they, they did. They did. And at that point, that's where I really started getting more into the mm-hmm. to the show. I like that well, hard cut Well, I think what edit. really got me, too, was uh, TC. TC. Yeah. And and he Magnum's like, we're going to start sneaking. So just sneak around. In this loud helicopter, helicopter sneak around. He goes, sneak, huh? Okay, we're sneaking. <laughs> yeah. And it was just funny. Yeah, I think TC really adds a good dynamic to... He really does. He kind of tempers Magnum. Magnum is so fierce. He's fierce. That it's intense. And it needs to be kind of lightened up just a bit. Exactly. Having someone who just seems to be, like, alive and having a nice time, just having fun. 
Clearly, Vietnam didn't affect him as much as it did Magnum. Right. So, we have these pictures, and Magnum wants to split up. And I don't know really... He gets Higgins to work with him here. Yeah, he, Higgins is like his sidekick in this. He's like developing photos. It's not really... Like, he was enlarging the picture for it, him. It, he enlarged the picture of LeBol, but LeBol mm-hmm. had his binoculars on. And, yeah, probably, but finally... Probably watching finally, a topless woman. Finally, yeah. <laughs> finally, somebody brought this up. Oh, but it's too blurry to make out who it is. Yeah, all pictures are like that when you blow them up. Yeah, you can't... You can only blow them up so You can far. only blow them up so much. I mean, unless your pixels are like 800... So, you're not going to get anything clear. And you're especially not going to get a clear picture from a gas station camera. Right. Exactly. So they decide to split up. Uh-huh. Magnum asks Higgins to go to Rick's place. Right. And meet up with TC and Rick and show the picture of LeBol mm-hmm. to see if they can ID him. Even though it's a blurry picture, it's like what they got to go on. Right. Higgins charges a huge price. Uh, Just give me some gas money, man. <laughs> no, he, he takes the Ferrari. He says, okay, then you have to oh, give me Oh, you're talking about first. Higgins. I thought we were talking about JC or TC, whatever. TC, yeah. TC. I'm going to start calling him JC because that's in my head now. JC Chazay? <laughs> no, it's Chavez, wasn't it? I think it's Chazay. Was it Chazay? I thought it was Chavez. Come on. I don't know much about NSYNC. They're the only boy band worth knowing. Well, uh, NKOTV. Oh, Backstreet Boys, excuse me. <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back, all right? Okay, the podcast is over. <laughs> we have to deal with this. <laughs> we have to duke this one out. We have to deal with this. Yeah, because it's Backstreet Boys. NSYNC. No, NKOTV. It's Backstreet Boys. O-Town. Well, NKOTV for sure. O-Town? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 98 degrees. 90... <laughs> Higgins. Are there any new boy bands? Like, now? That are popular. One Direction, sort of new, but they broke no, up they're the ages old. Oh, I don't. They're know. They're like five, six years old. Oh, I don't know then. I don't know. I don't know either. So I'm saying, is there such a thing as a boy band now? What if Tom Selleck was in the boy band? What kind of music do you think Tom Selleck? <laughs> Smooth would... jazz. You think so? <laughs> no. I think he would be like that white guy blues, like uh, Bruno, like uh, Bruce Willis did in the eighties. Oh, I mean, I... you know, probably. Well, well no, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Jimmy I... Buffett. I feel some guitar riffs in there. You think so? He's classic rock? Yeah, he's classic rock. Fog hat? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe more Mississippi like... Mississippi Queen! No, maybe more like Foreigner. Yeah, or Boston. No. I'm feeling it. You think? Yeah, maybe. I can't. Let's move on. Come on. Okay. Nobody wants to hear us talk about music. This uh, isn't music she wrote. Should be. <laughs> should be. We should have a podcast called Music She Wrote. <laughs> yeah, but I don't write music and I rarely remember band names. Okay. <laughs> I always have to ask you, hey, honey, what's my favorite band again? Tom Selleck and the Blues Brothers. <laughs> and that's what it is. Um, <laughs> so Higgins agrees to go show a photo as long as Magnum gives up the Ferrari. Because the they had split the... the... Yeah, in part one, he said you can have the Ferrari since you can protect so it. So he's using this a little leverage. Yeah. And um, Magnum wants to take Alice to the base mm-hmm. so he can sneak around and find Lieutenant Dan's uh, files. Right, Healy's Cause files. Because he'll... Lieutenant Healy's files to look at Lieutenant Dan's files. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Because he'll know it when he sees it, what he's looking for. <laughs> So, and mean, it always has to do with the Japanese Zero. The more I'm thinking about it, mm. the more giving up that Ferrari was a dumb move on Well, no, because they had to use Cook's car. They had to use Cook's car anyway. Because he was impersonating Cook, apparently, which is why when they see Ski, he freaks out. Yeah, but he gives up the Ferrari forever. 
I didn't see it as a forever thing. Oh, it was just for now? I thought so. Higgins doesn't seem like the type of guy who would care about that kind of status. Well, I think it was a matter of getting back at Magnum. He doesn't like him. Because, okay, okay. There's a weird here, relationship going on Here's the going thing, here's the thing. Right if it was a temporary situation, if he's just giving up the the Ferrari for right then, mm-hmm. then he shouldn't have hesitated for as long as he did. He, like, really That's waffles true. on it. Okay, well, maybe but he then, was giving it up, but you know he's But then if it it's a forever thing, it's like, well, then just take the pictures to Rick and TC tomorrow. Keep the Ferrari. Like, yeah, it's because not, if Magnum doesn't recognize him because he's so blurry, well, how can they recognize him? And, like, him? getting it done at 2 a.m., What's the difference between a 2 a.m. or 10 a.m. tomorrow? It's not that much of a difference. I have no idea. I guess seem, it's just to send Higgins out on an errand. It just doesn't seem to be that much of a, a time crunch on the whole mm-hmm. situation. Whatever. He gives up the Ferrari like a dum-dum. Yeah. We also find out at this point that Alice has always had a crush on Magnum. Apparently. It's so gross. She's had a crush on him since, I guess, she was in high school. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's she's a big woman. She can take care of herself. Well, he tries to tell her what she needs, though. He tries to tell her exactly what she's, yeah, where he's she's like, at. Well, but Let I me did tell like. You. Well, now here, I liked his reasoning. I he's liked... like, you're you're confused, you're scared, you're vulnerable. I don't want to take advantage of you right now. Right. It is almost like she's drunk, and even though she's fully capable of making her own decisions, she's not really in a place that you should go jumping into something new I guess, at that time. I guess for me personally, so I kind of like the fact that he stepped aside. I agree. I personally now it should have been more her choice. Yes, yes. see where always, mo- but since this is 1980, right, it's impressive he didn't take advantage of it. From my perspective now, mm-hmm. I would have preferred him to have just said, "I don't want to take advantage of you right now," and left right. it at that. He went through like 10 minutes of like, "You have a hangnail. <laughs> you are tired. Your brother just died. You are feeling this. You are this. You are this. You are this. Right. And I didn't really appreciate that. No, I didn't like that either. I just like the line where he said, I don't want to take advantage. Right. And, and, and he was like, the timing's always been wrong. The timing has always yeah. been wrong with us. And I was like, I'm good with that because I always thought that relationship between the two of them was icky. It doesn't really feel good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't give me the warm fuzzies. <laughs> no, me either. What really didn't give me the warm fuzzies mm. is when he says the timing is no good. He tells her, I had always dreamed that there would be a time. And she fills the sentence in. We'd be lovers. We'd be lovers. Yeah, I'm so gross. The use of lovers. <laughs> in that is, line is disturbing. I know. In general, <laughs> lovers as a descriptor for two people in a couple, uh, as a couple. I don't know. I go up to my family all the time. I introduce you as this is my lover. I'm in people. Oh, I'm in I t- wish you'd stop that. <laughs> I'm in, I go into Target. <laughs> really I'm like, this is my lover. This is my lover. This is my. Lo- no, Hello. I don't do that. That is really creepy. It's creepy. It's really creepy. Who it does that? Creeps. It's creeps. <laughs> We'd be lovers. We'd be lovers. I, I think and, I, and, I, I. Okay, I have called you lover once, oh, well. and it felt so weird. I never did it again. <laughs> it felt so weird. You cut out your tongue and burnt it in the fire. I did. I did. No, I, and it was such a weird line, too, because, like, mm-hmm. I was mentally filling in the line. Right. Because there's enough of a beat Because I thought it'd be, we'd be together. We'd be together. We'd be we'd, lovers. We'd be lovers. And I was like, ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Back um, up, Alice. And we also find, she also asks him why he quit the Navy. Yeah. And he said that his reasoning was he woke up 
as 33 mm -hmm. and realized that he had never been 23. 23. And I was like, oh, so you just want to regress? Yeah, he just wants to regress. He just wants yeah. to have his dirty 20s. Yeah. It Instead was... of, like, really learning from your experience in Vietnam, you just regress and try to hide all of those memories and that experience. So we get... And, uh, Instead uh, of dealing with these problems. And in some way, I, I hate that rationale. I do, too. It, it really puts, like, a, a number. We can all be young forever, whatever. Yeah. But I really wish that line, if they're going to use it, they're, like, sold on it. Mm -hmm. I wish they had put it in the first episode. Right. Because it would have explained a lot of more of his immaturity. Beers and binocs. His beers and binocs. Like, right. Well, and just, like, his general, like, I don't really have a job. I don't, yeah. you know. I mooch off people. I mooch off people. You get this sense of, like, oh, is this guy trying to recapture yeah. his See, youth. and and that, to me, made him far less attractive than anything else. Yeah. Is this kind of like, okay, be a man. Accept your responsibilities. Yeah. I well, just let's wanted, move forward here. I just wanted to sleep around. I just want to do absolutely nothing but get in some Stu's pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we'll get to Stu's later. Yeah, I'm, I had a real issue with that. Because I was like, I, men taking responsibility is, is very attractive to me. Right. So this guy who takes zero responsibility. He's made a choice. He made a choice not to. Just really just did not do Because you long. know he's grown up a lot since he joined the military exactly. and the point he quit. He, yeah. he would have had to. He had to have. And I get like that. You have to be responsible to be in the military. But I mean, to that's just, just go from that to be like, okay, screw it all mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah. I don't like it. Now, hopefully like it that's a character arc and he grows through it. Because I don't want to see him as a playboy forever. I don't want to either. I don't want to watch that. Even even Sean in Psych grows up. Yeah. You know, but his entire character was not about growing up. Right, yeah. You he, know, but he does have a character arc over, what, well, eight seasons? You have to. Yeah, or you have to. Because otherwise you have a 40-something-year-old man, like, acting like a, a teenager. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Nobody wants to watch that. Exactly. It's, it's just silly looking. Yeah, so I want him to grow up. I, I, I hope. That's what, I, that's what I'm may, maybe looking forward to the most. Yeah. Is that character arc. It's that character arc. I don't think TC will ever mature because he calls them bazooms. Bazooms. <laughs> he's starting from a deficit. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's not on my radar but as ever being mature. Meanwhile, outside, thug number two. Thug number two. Our, our man. Our ice cream prince. Our ice cream. Ice cream prince. Right? I love you like that. that? Right? I yeah. called him the phoenix flower. <laughs> I like that. But I, I think I like Ice Cream Prince yeah, better. Yeah, the Ice Cream oh, Prince. Oh, okay. The Ice Cream Prince. Oh, broke. and, and just, to, just to remind you why we're calling him this is he wiped ice cream off his best bud's face <laughs> with his thumb. And it was very intimate. It was very intimate. Very sweet. It was very sweet. But it wasn't. Not just because it was ice cream. It wasn't even sexual. It was just weird. It was just weird. Like, hey, you got it's a little. Weird. So it's not like they were even a couple. Yeah. If they were a couple, I would have been fine. But they weren't. It was just. I like this weird besties like... wiping off ice cream from each other's face, it, and it was white ice cream, yeah. which made it really weird. Yeah, it, I, I like that intimacy. That that <laughs> <laughs> not sexual. No, just two men secure in their <laughs> sexuality or whatever or their relationship, wiping white stuff off each other's faces. Wiping white stuff. I mean, he could have said, "Hey, man." got some stuff on your face. Instead, he took the initiative to be like, took his thumb Let me get and that wiped for you. it off. Hey, bud. And it was weird. Let me get that for you. Back off. It was weird. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Cameron's currently trying to touch my chin to wipe <laughs> off something on my face, apparently. Anyway, 
ice cream prince has apparently broken into this impenetrable security. Yeah, I know. I'm like, where's Zeus and he, Apollo? Zeus and Apollo are nowhere to be nowhere. found. Nowhere. Oh, Zeus and Apollo are the dogs, by the way. Zeus and Apollo are nowhere to be found. No alarms have gone nope, out. Nope, nope. This impenetrable security that Magnum is ostensibly this, there yeah. to, like, make sure is locked Exactly. Tight. This thug I, is busy peeping. He's peeping with his binocs. And then in the second time he looks through the binoculars, he sees the German lady. The German lady. This time, she's in a slip. Was this, I, I would call it a negligee. Ooh. Yeah, she's hanging out by the window looking all Just cool. like as you do. There's someone like wind blowing in I her would head. Like, I like light the, coming the in The light behind. so you can kind of yeah. see the silhouette of yeah, her body. Yeah, the silhouette. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does take a moment to be like, oh, hey. Hey. So it, because of the ice cream incident earlier, he had to reaffirm that he was straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, uh, Apollo and Zeus finally jump into action. He's like, oh. They know. finally go running. But nobody goes to see what they were barking at. No, no one even can. No one's even concerned. You would mm-hmm. think. You have well-trained guard dogs. If they're going to bark, they're barking for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It's and not just a squirrel. No. And yeah. they don't even... Do they have squirrels in Hawaii? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess those... Big ones eat coconuts. Bushy rat tail things are there, but... I don't... <laughs> That's what I call squirrels. They're rats with bushy tails. The bushy-tailed rats. Yeah. R-O-U-S's, uh... maybe? <laughs> 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 um, he like just like hops over the fence. Like there is like no security here. There's none. Higgins that and Magnum fence, are not doing their jobs. That fence at all. is maybe six feet tall. Maybe he hopped maybe. over like like nothing. He it's has... it's so short. It's ridiculous. So of course Higgins takes the Ferrari now. Mm-hmm. This man thinks that even though the top is down, I guess it's night. He doesn't recognize no. that um, that Higgins is not Magnum. He just sees the Ferrari with that so, sweet safari outfit he's wearing. <laughs> Right. So he, Doesn't he know Magnum's clothing of choice is a Hawaiian shirt? Is eye melting? <laughs> so he follows Higgins uh, to Rick's place, mm-hmm. not realizing that Magnum is going with Alice to the base. Magnum is in full military uh, dress. Yeah, yeah. He's in his whites. They're like, we're just going to go. I'm going to fake it. You know, and I, I'm going to say this, and it's it's probably going to be uh, very controversial. Mm-hmm. I don't think he looks good in his naval suit. I don't think it worked for him. I, don't, I think it did not suit him. He has his hair, while he's not so, long, is unruly yeah. in his mustache. He's so rugged that I feel like putting him, containing him in this suit, mm-hmm. just really deprived him of what makes him him. I think if you had given him more of a military cut, like he really needed to shave that mustache, and I know that yeah. would kill him. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. That would. Well, he did that in the nineties. Oh, I know. And, yeah, and Tom Selleck and everybody was like him to put breaking out. Yeah, they forced him. Yeah, forced him. He's like, it's it the back. 90s. I don't want a mustache yeah. anymore. Like, no. No, you have to you have it. You have to have that. <laughs> you are only a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> destroying your mustache is like destroying a horcrux. It's like a part of your soul. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like Samson cutting off his hair. You can't yeah. take off. Yeah. If you But if you had, yeah. if you had to do it, yeah. that was the time to do it. He should shave the mustache. Gave himself a more yeah. uh, high and tight cut, mm-hmm. and I think he could have pulled it off more. Yeah. He just didn't look right in it the did. in the dress whites. Yeah, he didn't it look, just did he didn't not. It did not fit. So his his plan is to get on the base by just faking it. Just mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go throw around some words, and they'll let me in. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ski turns out to be at the guard gate. It's of two course. in the morning. He 
His he works twenty four seven. His whole plan is it's Sunday night and like the well, bottom rung people should be working tonight. Yeah, but Ski's working twenty four seven because he really wants to get into Jag. He's it's a, it's a jag. cushier position. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know ten years down the line. Ten years down the line. So, this is what's weird to me too is they drive Dan's car. Yeah. Like, no one knows that Dan is dead. Yeah, not even Ski, who's a gate guard, who's supposed to know these things. In yeah. fact, he looks and he goes, oh, it's he just He just waves them through. Yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. Nobody, yeah. And, and then they park in Dan Cook's parking, parking spot. spot. Yeah, and it's weird. It, it's weird. Like, how do they know that... How do they not know this guy died by tons of cocaine in his system? You'd think that would be the scuttlebutt. Yeah, like, oh, did you hear about the NIA agent yeah. who died with smuggling coke? Yeah, it was Cook. Yeah, Coke. It was Cook. Cook Cook and his Coke. Cook. Coke the Cook. (laughs) It's Cook the Coke. I mean, people would be talking about that. Right. Which is why I find that kind of unbelievable. Like, why are you even pretending to be this guy that everybody should know about? Yeah. Everybody's gossiping about this guy. Because, two, his father was this all-praised admiral. Akbar. Akbar, yeah. His father was Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Genius Admiral that everybody knows. So, yeah. So it would be basically like, yeah, just like if someone was super highfalutin had like some kid do something Mm -hmm. crazy. Like nobody would know that on this base. Right. If something happens on a base, everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. That's a small community. Exactly. They are tight knit. They park. He leaves her there. Which I guess is smart well, that they brought her no, see, in the that, first place. It doesn't make any sense because he said he was going to bring her along to entice people, but then leaves her in the car with her bazoomas. <laughs> I don't think you said that right. No, he didn't. Bazooms. Bazoom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't it's know. Not, I, think I, tried, I think is, I tried to. It's a workout for breasts. <laughs> <laughs> they jiggle so badly. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I meshed them with bazoogas. Bazoogas? What is that? What do they call them in Hocus Pocus? Please tell me more about <laughs> the words no. <laughs> women use to describe their breasts. I call them boobs. <laughs> boobs. They're boobs. They're just boobs. Or if I'm being hilarious, titties. I'm trying I'm trying to think of what it is in Hocus Pocus. Bazungas? Now. Yeah. Bazungas? Something like that. It's something like that in Hocus Pocus. This is inappropriate I think, for yeah, that movie. That is inappropriate. I was, I was combining the two. I obviously. know. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. So Thank he God leaves. we got through that. <laughs> so he leaves her and her bazooms. That could be enticing. Her enticing because apparently bazooms. everybody in this show is super perverted. But she kisses him again, which I thought was really weird. Did you feel that was yeah, weird? Yeah, that was weird because he totally goes in for it too. Yeah, because they already so had all this, this discussion. Talk. They had all this discussion about we're not going to do this. And then bam. And, and she was mad at him previous mm-hmm. when he had told her basically how she felt. Yeah. Like, this is how you feel. I'm not going to do this. And she was like, don't treat me like a child. Yeah. And then they get to the base and it's like, let's make out. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, just, they just heavily kiss and then the scene continues. They all have like the attention span of a goldfish. <laughs> and that was like from one scene to the next. To the ne- it was, it was really... the awkward car-, car ride was in between with mm-hmm. nobody talking and then making out. Yeah. It was weird. So her her job there is to entice people. So he leaves her in the car. Yeah. He meets. With her he doesn't need her though because Judge Reinhold is there. That's so awesome. Beverly Hills Cop, uh, Fred from the Fred Savage vehicle, vice versa. I know. That's a good Judge movie. Reinhold, he's he, awesome. He's playing Lieutenant Wolf. 
He's a he's a young guy who who's reading Robin Masters novels, which I thought was a really nice callback. It, it was a nice callback. And now we know Robin Masters writes novels yeah. and like apparently kind of and they're cheap ones. Cheap. He calls them cheap. Yeah, he calls them cheap. So I'm I'm guessing they're well. They could just be those like dollar paperbacks that they used to sell. There there actually was yeah. like really cheap paperbacks. Yeah. No. 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 I I have no problem. Like, I mean, like, mm-hmm. but he, he. I mean, nowadays they're still really cheap, and to me, cheaper than they should be. Right. But you know, right. I know authors, so that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. So he 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 basically fakes his way in, pretends mm-hmm. to be a high military brass. Says I need to get up in there. Judge Reinhold's Lieutenant Wolf. Okay, go ahead, go in. Mm-hmm. He goes up, and that's where the inner monologue finally comes back. That was crazy. It was so jarring. It was so weird for, like, so long in the episode mm-hmm. not to be there. So then um, he starts going through the files. He he lockpicks Skyrim style into, yeah. <laughs> the, into Ensign Healy's that office. Bobby Pins. Oh, and we also find out from Judge Reinhold that Ensign Healy is actually on duty that night. He's like, I'm getting yeah. food, but... yeah. And he's like, great, you know, mm-hmm. someone who can ID me. Yeah, easily. that's not good. This isn't good. Pretty basic locks, it looks like. Something you could do with a bobby pin. Yeah. Uh, he breaks in, gets into the file, file, says, I'll know it when I see it. I'll know it when I see it. And he's looking through the file, Dan's files, and he agrees that Cooley's been putting him on some really bad, yeah. bad assignments. What I was wondering is, why would Dan stay? Uh, because I think he, I don't know. Because of his father, maybe? Well, probably because of his father, and he's a military career man. I mean, that's just what it is, even if you're not. See, I see. what was weird to me was, like, his father is so powerful that Magnum questions why he's not, even though he's retired, mm-hmm. why he's not having an investigation started. Right. But couldn't Dan have gone to his father and be like, hey, can you pull some strings? This guy doesn't like me. Yeah, but then or is that, how Is it weak to pathetic. ask for help? Yeah, how pathetic would that be? Ugh. Daddy, will you give me a better job, please? Well, I get, and that goes back into Cooley in the first episode yeah. where he was kind of like, you guys got you guys you got want because of your nepotism. connection. So I guess Dan was a really good guy, though. He just yeah. put up with a lot of, tra- like he says, mm-hmm. it's like graffiti in the bathroom. Yeah. Where some of the, his assignments, a, a lost dog. Yeah. He had to find, like, some guy's lost dog. See, and here I was thinking Cooley was just a jerk and jealous, but mm. no, he was, he's kind of a bad guy. Well. I'm moving this right along. Ma- Magnum's gut instincts. We have instinct- spent way too much time. <laughs> Magnum's gut instincts uh, lead him to a file that talks about a zero. The Japanese zero. The again. Japanese zero. Now, mm-hmm. I made a mistake in the last episode. I said that they had implied that the plane had gone back to Japan. Oh, okay. No. No, no. it had actually crashed right off the coast where he mm-hmm. had. And, and at TC Kaluamea had, Island again. Yeah, at, where TC yeah. and he had found a LeBull's ship. Yeah. It was right around that area. It turns out it was importing government gold. Yeah. Essentially what was going on is Cooley had Dan look into it. Yeah, and then and realized, then they realized what was happening. What, then realized what was happening. Since it was a, a quarantined naval mm-hmm. zone, mm-hmm. Cooley realized, oh, there's a whole bunch of gold in this plane. Yeah, so I'm just going to say it's a down Japanese zero. I'm going to say it's a, it happened around, it happened at the same yeah. time as Pearl Harbor. It was a, So nobody's going to second check this. And no one can because mm-hmm. it's in uh, a quarantine zone. You can't yeah. go in there. So Magnum's really angry. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Cooley is dead. Yeah. So at this point, Alice is outside the car. Mm-hmm. Ensign Healy pulls up mm-hmm. with some fried chicken, some fried kernel. That fried chicken looks so good. It looked really good. And it's it funny looks how so good. And it's funny we brought up the colonel in our first episode. So yeah. he's really making a, re, a strong reappearance <laughs> he's, here. 
So he. So maybe he's the Shakespeare to Jessica Fletcher. Maybe. Maybe the Colonel is back Mag- to the Magnum. Magnum, yeah. yeah. He bounces. That's that's another link between the two there, shows. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Healy, you know, gives her the roll down your window spiel. Mm-hmm. She rolls down her window. It's pouring rain. He's like, "Ma'am, what are you doing here?" She explains that she's Dan's sister. Yeah, she's here for personal effects. Personal effects. He's like, "Why are you here at two a.m.?" And she's like, "Well, I really want these personal yeah. effects." So she and throws... you don't deny anyone who's grieving or just lost. Yeah, and it sister. turns out because Healy's, random times Healy's a pretty nice guy. Yeah, it turns out he's not a bad guy at all. It turns out he's actually a really nice guy, and he was Go like, "Okay, figure. yeah." I guess that's why he ends up on Jag. Probably. That's, that's your reward. There you that's go. your heavenly reward <laughs> to go to Jag. To go to Jag. So he takes her inside, and this kind of gives her an opportunity to, to distract him. She does a fantastic job kind of distracting Ensign Healy. Yeah, she's really she's good. She's really smooth. She gets yeah. everything done. When their elevator's going up, Magnum sees it, so he ducks into... Yeah. Oh, but they do a fun callback when he's picking the lock. He's, uh, remember in the first episode, he's like, don't look at the dogs, just pick the lock. Don't look at the dogs. Well, in this one, he's like, don't look at the elevator, just pick the lock. Don't look at the elevator. Oh, you looked at the elevator. Yeah, yeah. It's so I thought really, that was kind of cute. This is a funny little callback. Yeah. I hope it's a, maybe it's a reoccurring thing. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was cute. So he goes in there, and he realized he won't need to kill Captain Cooley. He's already dead. He's already dead. So many dead bodies, and it has nothing to do with Snow White. And he can tell by the smell how long he's been dead. He's been dead since Friday, apparently. Not just Friday, late Friday. Late Friday. <laughs> and a certain aroma that he could pinpoint it around supper time. Well, then on maybe Friday. he should just try to be a coroner because, you know, they don't need any medical training. <laughs> the, so they don't he'll need... just go on his gut instincts and nose. And the coroner on Magnum PI seems to be willing to, like, <laughs> be like, he died details. of accident, <laughs> accidental death. <laughs> Uh, so Cooley has died and in pain. Don't trust coroners. By the look on his face, it was in pain. Yes. So what I want to know then is, did, well, spoiler, did Laboul torture him? I don't even know who, ki- I don't even, see, that's one of the, like, I think Laboul plum- did it because Laboul's trying to get the gold and Cooley right. was hoarding it. Well, Laboul definitely, ki- whether he did it personally or not, yeah. I don't know. But, like, the security on this Navy base. It's terrible. They should hire Higgins. Ski does a terrible job. Because people are just coming and going. And yeah. Nobody's signing in, signing out no. for nothing. I don't have any more notes until the end with the German babes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I got only a few more. Okay. We'll cut all that. <laughs> anyway, he drives Alice. They get, they get out. She mm-hmm. does a fantastic job creating the distraction, right. getting him out of there. They got off the base. He explains the whole situation. And she runs out of the car and does a whole, like, I'll kill him. Yeah, it was I'll nice. I'll kill Cooley. It was nice. And he runs over to you and says, you won't need to. He's already dead. And I'm He's like, ooh, dead. that's instant karma. Instant karma's going to get you. That's nice. So then we cut to Higgins showing the photo of LaBull to Rick and TC. They don't know who it is because it's a blurry picture of a random dude in a white suit. And TC, so they're just, yeah, they just like dismiss <laughs> Higgins. They're like, get out of here, bro. Oh, and here's some, here's some money. Here's a for tip. For your trouble. And he's like, I don't accept tips. And then TC's like, and you don't give them either. Yeah, and they're all like, have a good laugh about it. And it's like, wait, what? Have what? you served him before? Have you served him? Like, I think it's just like, because Higgins is so uppity, they just assume he's like a jerk. But like, I don't get that vibe. I don't either. He's very proper. I feel like yeah. t- I feel like Higgins would be an adequate t- tipper. Yeah. I feel like he would tip you 20. Well, he, he has a very set <laughs> what service he expects. Yes. For 10, 15, 20, mm-hmm. 25%. Yes. And then 
if you and he will tip you that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Very, it, it's in his brain. He has a calculator, tip calculator in his brain. He'll just do it. Oh, I agree. I don't know. I feel like it's unfair. Uh, I don't like them. how they're always making fun of Higgins. I don't either. I just, I really like Higgins. I do too. To me, he's the best part of that show. You just want to squeeze his little cheeks. Yeah, you do. And I want to fix that hair. Yeah. What's with the weird side part? It goes in quite I, a lot on his forehead. I don't know, probably to cover up some uh, receding hairline. Oh, probably, but it's weird. But anyway, we learned that in this bar, one-way mirrors are the new binoculars. Oh, God, it's so gross. <laughs> and TC is just grooving to the disco. So and gross. And it's weird. I, th- I thought disco oh. was dead by 1980. Yeah, me too. Well, let me take us back to Snow White, to the very beginning Oh, the person the that's, like, made no difference in this whole episode? Yeah, who doesn't even belong yeah, here. Yeah, we'll go back. We're back in her okay. club, basically. What I meant, to, uh, there was something I actually did want to say about Snow White. Uh-huh. She was so intimidating, even to Alice, that Alice thought for sure she could see through that one-way mirror and know exactly where they were standing. Yeah, it was like she was mystical. Like she yeah. was like she was like could see through the window. I thought mirror. that was just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's skip to the end now. But TC's <laughs> like and he's just looking at all the women just Oh, uh, yeah, and he's like I want that I want spangly that dressed one. I want one. that one. I want so the one with the pants gross. spray painted on her body. I want that yeah, one. Yeah, it was so was gross. Like, guys, can you rein it in just a can little? I don't not think be and I have perverts? a feeling yeah. They're not going to rain no, it in. No, it's going to be like this. I feel like this is going to be our new life. Yeah. Once once every other week. Yeah. This is There's gonna, somebody gonna have, perving on some woman somewhere. It, you know, just be nice. Go up and talk <laughs> to them. You know, talk Why about. Why don't you dance with them instead of just ask, ogling them from behind a mirror? Ask them about themselves. Don't speak too much about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's Guide to Being a Gentleman. <laughs> Always ask about them. Ask about their day. Approach them nicely and say hello. Say hello. If they... <laughs> There's no such thing as a friend zone. Aaron's Guide to Not Being a Gentleman. Stare at them from behind a one-way mirror and be super creepy. Get out your beers and your binoculars and then get behind that one-way well, mirror. Oh, well, this is like... <laughs> That's creep cubed. That's creep cubed. Creepy cubed. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, ask him about their dad. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, let's skip. Skip, skip. Anyway, uh, so Higgins leaves, and ice, ice cream, the ice cream prince. The ice cream prince. Follows him out, because mm-hmm. he realizes now that's obviously not Magnum, no, but it's an associate of Higgins. Magnum. So yeah. he's Which probably... makes me wonder, if he had succeeded in killing Higgins, would he have gone after the German ladies? Because if he's going after associates of Magnum, he might have, and he pegged one of the, yeah. the one of them in the window. Yeah, so he knows that this that's is where Magnum lives. That's kind lives. of terrifying. It is very terrifying, yeah. and he confronts Higgins on the street. Mm-hmm. Higgins does a pretty ineff- a weird judo chop, an ineffectual judo chop, yeah. like that does nothing. Yeah, does nothing. It'd be like my judo chops. I, I think the guy even anything. says like. It that didn't it hurt. hurt. <laughs> Go for the eyes, man. Gouge the eyes. But a call back to, again to the Gouge first. Gouge the eyes, punch the throat. Aaron's guide to self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> a, a good call back to the first episode. He opens the car door and allows the alarm to run out. The one yeah. that was uh, that Magnum had to figure out what the right. code was in the first episode. Which is the phone number. Mm-hmm. So he lets the car alarm go off. Which draws attention. Magnum, I think, was going to stop by to see Rick to ask about that photo. Yeah, like, what's taking so long that photo, And to tell him about guys. the coolie. Yeah. So he gets out. It's, like, perfect timing. Because they hear the car alarm. They both go running around the corner. Rick comes out with his Uzi. An Uzi. An Uzi. His uh, personal self-defense Uzi. Oh, man. As if. 
And Ice Cream Prince has no chance. No chance in hell. <laughs> he just flops like a dead fish. He just goes down real Bullet hard. Bullet spray like crazy. Bullet spray like in like a seedy part of Hawaii. Yeah. Nobody stops. Nobody no. cares. Everyone no. just leaves the body. We'll deal. We're not going to deal with that. <laughs> They'd never deal with cops on this. Never. Never. Well, yeah. And so then we go to the next day. Magnus swimming in the ocean. He comes in, and Alice is naked in a bit. And I want to play yeah. a podcast game. Okay. It's called, Did They Do It? <laughs> they had to have. Why is she naked in his bed? Because why? I will not. Uh, this is my promise to our he, listeners right now. If I stay out, in your house for any reason. And I'm I, naked? I am not sleeping in your bed <laughs> naked. I promise you this. <laughs> and I, I wholly expect all of our listeners, when you come over here, to not sleep naked in my bed. I feel like it's just... Common courtesy. Unless we're both drunk. Yeah, unless we're doing it. <laughs> unless we're doing it. I mean, like, so, yeah. But, yeah, did they do it? Do you think they did it? They had But they had have. all so many conversations about not doing it. It was really vague. And the, and the last time they saw each other was her crying over wanting yeah. to kill Cooley. Mm-hmm. So basically, Talk about being really vulnerable at this point. Right. So, basically, hey, babe. Hey, oh, look at it, babe. <laughs> Hey babe. Hey babe. Hey babe. Hey babe. <laughs> hey babe. I'm, I'm watching too much Magnum P.I. Uh, you're, you're already turning into a wolf whistle. <laughs> uh, it's a human walking wolf whistle. <laughs> Cooley's dead. Uh-huh. He murdered your brother. Uh-huh. We just shot Ice Cream Prince. Nice. Let's do it. <laughs> Are you the, feeling in the mood? Who gets the couch? No one, right? No one. <laughs> All right? So, hey, I've got ice cream and beer. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not sleeping naked in anyone else's bed. No, that's weird. That's weird. I don't even sleep naked in hotel beds. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. You don't need to do it. No. Why would you, you don't do, need that? To do that? I mean, she is wearing her necklace, though. Well, that's nice. <laughs> so, literally, this is the end of the episode. Yeah. He's figured it all out. Yeah. He just goes, I know who did it. And then it's just a voiceover. And then they meet at the airport. And that's when they run into our German ladies. Yes. He goes who to are the... actually stewardesses, a.k.a. Stews. 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 Because it took me a while to figure out who he was calling. Do you think he was trying to get that like as a thing? Like it was like get it into the lexicon? Like I think so. Like, first of all, they're flight attendants, okay? Yeah, they're not stewardesses. They're not stewardesses. Yeah. And I mean, he brought, uh, and I should uh, also bring up very different time in America Mm. when he brought a loaded gun to the airport. Yeah. (laughs) So he goes to the airport with a loaded gun, and when he's there, he's looking for LeBoul, who is Philippe. Who is? Because he has a gut instinct that it is Philippe. That's it. There's That's no it. real connection. He said, well, he said the only reason Dan would die is if Dan knew the guy. And so he's like, right. oh, it's Philippe. And I'm like, hey, what? Yeah. That was it. But, like, as far as he knew, Philippe had died in Vietnam. Yeah. Like, he had said on the radio, mm-hmm. go without me, I'm done for. Yeah. And. Oh, Philippe is Robert Loja. Yeah, Philippe is Robert yeah. Loja. So he's there in the, the stews. The stews. The German stews. The German ladies who have been staying at Robin Master's house. Yeah, we just now Apparently figure, have jobs. They apparently have, like, actual What are jobs. they even doing there? How well, do they know this guy? We're going to get into that. But they they go, oh, Magnum. And Robert Loja turns around and he goes, yeah. whoop. And then he turns around again and he goes, oops, I just gave myself yeah, away. Because how many Magnums are there? That's not a real last name. That's not That's as close as, like, Dean and Sam Winchester. Right? It's a Winchester. Yeah, Magnum. Yeah. Yeah, and same with the Winchester. Yeah. Yeah, except that was somebody's actual last name. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, my last name isn't Pistol. 
Pistol Pete. <laughs> that was somebody's first name. Well, no, I think it was a nickname as well. <laughs> My name needs to be Aaron Pistol. I'm a firecracker. Loja goes into the bathroom mm-hmm. and Magnum Sets follows a gun her. under a briefcase in one of the worst hidden locations ever. Exactly. At this point, they have a heart-to-heart. It's really brief. It's I, so brief. And I'm like, you brought Loja into this to have... I guess Loja wasn't a big name then, There but was like, like 20 minutes of Vietnam flashbacks. There's so much cocaine, so yeah. much even the gold isn't even important at this no. point. Like, nothing is important at this point. No. They just kind of, uh, he confronts him. And, and he goes, why did you leave me? And I was like, you told him to you go. You told him to go. I mean, Magnum didn't want to leave. Fair no. enough. Yeah. But, like, you got on the radio, you said, leave. Yeah. And then he says, you didn't. Now, I get it. I mean, like. I think why he said that in the bathroom, mm-hmm. why did you leave me, was to throw Magnum off his game so he could shoot first. Oh, but he does like a wild dive for his gun. He yeah. goes to the trouble of hiding it because beneath the Because he hid face. it in a dumb place. It's a dumb place. Like, but he also walks like three feet away from him. So yeah. he has to lunge for his gun. Yeah. Get it from under the briefcase. And like, yeah. Magnum's ready. Yeah, because and... I think he knew that it would throw Magnum off his game because Magnum is all protective and thinks he keeps the team alive. Well, and that would so tie it's back like into... throwing guilt on him to make him second guess himself. Maybe. Because that also ties back into Dan, why Dan died. Right. it was someone he knew. Yeah. And and he knew because I could not understand if he had not said that, if they had just been like, no, man, we got to go. We can't, right. He's done for. And we didn't know what happened to Robert Lowe. Yeah. And we find out he did live. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like you guys didn't go back for him. Yeah. But but no, there it was a brutal but scene. T- well, when you tell me I've been shot, I'm dying now, mm-hmm. bleeding out. Go, go, go. Even though I'm like, no, no, no. So. They shoot each other, two two gunshots in the airport. Nobody comes. Nobody, Nobody comes. cares. Cops don't care. Nobody. This is a totally different time. And now, you know, Magnum has another bullet wound in the same spot. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, he he throws his gun at Ro- Loja's hand, which I thought he was going to put Loja's fingerprints I on I did, it. too. I was like, wait, did he commit suicide now? Is this a suicide stage? <laughs> He's trying to make it look like he committed suicide. <laughs> but instead, he takes off his, like, fighting cuttlefish ring. Yeah. And he's like, no, nope, you know, that's you're not, no you're, longer part of you're this not team. part of this team yeah. anymore. And we get a shot. It cuts to him sunning himself mm-hmm. on a beach chair. And pre- he has this one line where he's like, I told Alice that Temming wasn't right. Well, that was it. Also, he could bang some French stews because <laughs> well, there's new ladies coming in. They're French, apparently. And he calls them the French stews. Yeah, he. he he says that Alice and her father went to Arlington to bury Dan with full honor, so yeah. he's been redeemed. Yes. I assume Cooley has not been no. redeemed. And he says, um, the way the line is delivered, he says, the time will be right. And it sounds like... But not right now, because but, I have French ladies coming no, in. No, he, say, he says, the next time you're, you're here, the time will be right. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, she's going to go bury her brother, mm-hmm. and she's going to come yeah. back to Hawaii and they're going to be together. That's yeah. what it is. And be lovers. Be lovers. <laughs> Hello. And lovers. Alice, would you like to be my lover? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, not even so, for a second. <laughs> not even for a second. Not even. I would like that around you with hot oil. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll pass on that. <laughs> Be my lava. Ugh, la bouche. So, that's so gross. Anyway, so Robin Masters calls. Mm-hmm. Higgins isn't around. Uh, so he's like, take care of my French ladies. Coming I in. have French stewardesses stews coming stews. in. And can you show them around the island? And like, so immediately the line after, next time you're here, 
it'll be a perfect timing. He goes, I've got to entertain go. these French stews. <laughs> and he asks us to our face, yeah. Ferris Bueller style, yeah. what would you do? And I'm, I'm like, like um, hello. You, okay, we don't know if they had sex or not. I'm not a jerk, but I hope. 99.9% they had sex. And even if they didn't, you guys are supposed to be a couple now. Yeah. I don't care if the timing's not right. What do you mean the timing's not right? Is it because you just wanted to be with French ladies? Yeah, he just wanted to be with French ladies. Yeah. He's like, she's out of the area, code. she's out of the state, so it's not yeah. cheating. So it's not cheating. We're well, not cheating. They're not together, but it's still, it's just like weird. It's weird. And I also don't understand Robin Masters is never in his house, no. but he keeps having women flown in <laughs> from around the world. Yeah. So I guess he flies around, meets French stewardesses. And it's like, why don't you stay oh, at my house? I have a nice house in Hawaii. Go hang out with my I, my manservant. And I'm Mag- saying Robin Masters is creep. Robin Masters is definitely He's the creep. ultimate creep. So because Magnum had the nerve, <laughs> the gall, to answer the phone mm-hmm. and accept this invitation, mm-hmm. Higgins... Forgets the fact that Magnum had saved his life. He yeah. actually did, yeah. wasn't important. We didn't because it, Higgins but. likes taking care of the ladies, and he's not a perv about it. He's not a care. He, he makes sure they are in a safe he environment. He's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's going to treat you right. Mm-hmm. He's going to take you to educational places around town. Listen to educational podcasts like ours. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's going to take you to uh, like a, pl- a pineapple farm. Do you think he does that, really? <laughs> he basically is like Elvis in Blue Hawaii, I feel I'm, like. I'm pretty certain he just serves them food and gives them sleep bikinis <laughs> sleep bikinis here's a sleep bikini here's this should fit bikini. your d's right <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's it that's the end of uh episode two yeah um, with doing french stews yeah it's a weird way to end and i don't like the fact he called him stews that's so absurd it's an absurd name how dumb yeah are you tweeting this out yeah. And you need to, like, <laughs> you can save, your characters. save your characters on this? You know, speaking of Twitter. Aww. We have a Twitter. We have a Twitter. It is Woo. at Magnum She Wrote. We also have a email address if you want to contact us at magnumsherote at gmail.com. Yes, there's, there's not an at in front of it. I think I put an at yeah, in front of it. Yeah, it's just magnumsherote at gmail.com. And you are More one- than likely, I'm just going to put it all in the garbage. <laughs> wow. I am going to read every single word you write <laughs> with love in my heart. He will. I he will. will. I will. He will. Be nice. Please. Yes. Okay, because I do get the fun job of putting trolls in the garbage. Yes. Yeah. I will put the trolls in You'll garbage. You'll burn the computer. Yeah. Don't and, break our heart. And I will laugh while doing it because I love putting trolls in garbage. <laughs> love it. And um, uh, exciting news, we are now on Apple Podcasts. So if you yeah. want to go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review us, mm-hmm. as long as it's over, I don't know, or four stars. we can call it old school iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. And that's We're what everybody iTunes. knows it as. We're still iTunes yeah. right now, but we'll be Apple Podcasts soon. Mm-hmm. Four stars and above, I'm happy with anything over that. You know, you don't have to say anything. Just <laughs> save your time. <laughs> Just rate us five stars, man. Just rate us five. five. That's all you I need. mean, does it hurt you? To give us five stars. Nope. Think about that. When you go to sleep tonight, you when know, you're thinking about this podcast and all the all the entertainment we have provided for free, just think about it. You know, just think five of stars. us What's as a star. A, well, just What's a star, really. Think of us as a charity. You'll get good karma by giving us a five star review. Yeah, it just it just makes <laughs> me feel better. I I can sleep better at night knowing that. I got five stars. Yeah, nice. Okay. So, Sweet. anyway. Oh, and if you're on SoundCloud, go ahead and click that little heart. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Click the heart. Yeah. Like heart. Makes yeah, me feel good. Yeah, follow us on SoundCloud so that you get new episodes. And do you want to uh, promote anything else? Not I mean, me, I'll just promote that I'm still a graphic artist. That's but great. really, I doubt any of the authors I work with are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> they might. You don't know that. Mm, yeah. You know, pretty soon everybody's going to be listening to this I podcast. should write that on the John. We'll be group think. <laughs> this is this will be a mandatory listening one day. <laughs> we'll, we'll be Bill and Ted. We saved the world with our podcast. <laughs> Woo. And with that note, be excellent to each other. Yes. Well, no, you have to tell them you love them. Ah, uh, we love you. We have love a good you. One. Goodbye. Bye.